Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Who <laughs> forget? You know, I'm watching the games regardless because I'm a Flyers fan. But man, like the fact that NBC and the NHL don't have some kind of like mechanism or anything in place for flex scheduling, so that when they have a Star Sunday, Star Sunday, two weeks before the playoffs start. Uh, maybe it would feature two teams that will be in the playoffs. Maybe get your casual audience, um, use these national television games to get your casual audience, I don't know, acquainted with some playoff teams. It just seems like an idea to me, but I guess the other way to go about it is just do the most NHL thing. And yeah, let's just feature a couple of big market teams who are so far out of it, it's ridiculous, and um, make it the most boring representation of our product imaginable. Because, dear God, did that game suck today. Oh, my God. I don't even care that they lost. I don't, the results don't matter at this point. It's probably better, they, probably better that they lose now that it's over. But, oh, my God, if somebody tuned into the NHL today just to see what was going on, they would go, oh, wow, this sport is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, they have just taken all the good stuff out of hockey. There's uh, no scoring and there's no hitting. Cool. So this is just guys skating because that's what today was. Today was a free skate. It was a scrimmage. Uh, how Brendan Smith managed to take four penalties in a game that no one was physical in. I, uh, <laughs> my God, what a terrible game. I'm just shocked by, and like, he, the Flyers just got eliminated yesterday, so there's going to be that emotional letdown, and like, they weren't going to have it today, that's not what I'm talking about, and just the style of game that was played on the ice today was freaking garbage, and that's my only takeaway, uh, Carter Hart made some, Carter Hart made some good saves, especially very early, uh, got beat a couple of times, but what can you do, it's not like, uh, it's not like he had any help, and even if he had, you know, allowed one goal, they still lose. So, yeah, just a garbage game. Um, I have no idea why Drew and Voracek are suiting up at this point. Like, the worst possible thing that can happen is one of those two or Sean Couturier, I don't know, tearing a meniscus or something and not being ready to get, like, whatever could possibly go wrong. Like, uh, who got sent uh, – who got sent into the boards? I think it was Sandheim with that cross check. Like, imagine that happens to one of our star guys and separate their shoulder and they're out for however long. Next year, the priority has to be hitting the ground running. And these last few games, you know, screw it. Play goddamn Matthew Strom. Forget assigning him to the Phantoms. Put him up in the NHL. Christ. Um, yeah, like, I... There's no point to me in playing any of the veterans to the rest of the way. I think it's absolutely asinine. I, Sam Moran on back-to-backs, I understand, because he's coming back from injury. He hasn't been 100%. Um, so I get that. He, he, that makes sense to me. But uh, everyone else, really, um, I I have no idea why any of them are playing. It's a waste of – it's it's just a bad idea. What's the point? To pad your stats? I stupid. All right, let's get to your stuff because I, I don't have anything else. That was just a trash hockey game. I said I was going to go an hour today, yesterday when I did the short post game. Um, I don't see us getting that far because what the hell else is there to say? But let's get to your stuff. Let's talk to you guys because that's why we do this, to talk to the listeners. All right. <laughs> Chris, butthead voice. Uh, This team sucks. Yeah, that was just the worst. 
one of the worst efforts of this season so far, and that was to be expected. The season ended for all intents and purposes yesterday. Um, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, them to come out guns a-blazing and try to do it because for pride or something. That, you know, they didn't do it when the games mattered. Why would they now that they don't? But, um, yeah, it was – Jesus, that was – Oh, just it, not even the effort, just the style of game. But, and it was both. It's not like the Rangers were out there throwing hits or anything. Like they did a little bit more in terms of shot blocking, and you could say the Rangers outworked the Flyers today. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that that's a real stretch to say? Yeah, they they outworked the Flyers today, but I don't think either team was um you know out there playing lay, laying it all on the line. I wouldn't say at all. I hate afternoon games. They are the worst, man. Like, I just want to kind of ease into my day, get over my hangover before I have to work. And here I am, haven't even had a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch yet, and I got (laughs) to – I'm joking. David, hey, Bill, what's up, Dave? Blow up the whole team. I don't know how you come to that conclusion, like, now. Oh, blow up the whole team because they didn't – today didn't matter. Today was a scrimmage. Like, who cares? (laughs) Heart just gets left out to dry. There was a lot of – so much like feathering the puck and trying to overcommit to skill plays and just really not trying all that hard today. It was it was it was fun to see Hart make some uh, Hart make some second effort saves though. I like that uh, that first one early um, where he had to make two saves on the doorsteps on the doorstep. That was incredible. Uh, his reaction and his ability to get side to side was really impressive. There lose seven of ten when the money's on the line. Yeah, I mean they. They ran out of gas. They they were never going to sustain that pace they were on. They ran into some good teams, and that's what happens. Like, it ended yesterday. Today didn't matter. Oh, my God, you people in the 23% ticket hike. Uh, stop going. Stop. Like, ev- the price of everything goes up. The price of nothing goes down. Like, I, 23, like, it's a couple of bucks a game. I, don't stop going. Complain about the ticket hike. Such a Flyers loss, chance to sweep the rival Rangers and drop a dud and get shut out. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about sweeping the rival Rangers. They got eliminated from the postseason yesterday, and the season ended. This was a scrimmage. This has nothing to do with the makeup of the team. The game didn't matter. It was a preseason game. It was, yeah. The game was brutal. Felt like a pre. It it felt worse than a preseason game because at least in a preseason game, some guys are like trying to make the team and stuff. This was just a. Oh, man, got to punch the clock and go to work today kind of game. It sucked. Probably the most uninspired hockey I've seen in the post-Richards Carter era. Yeah, uh, that Boston series is a good comparable there. That was, ugh. Where was Moran? I think I'm just assuming it's um, they don't want to play him in a back-to-back, coming back from the injury. He hasn't been healthy in like two years, and I, I think it's just, you know, they said when he was in AHL for his conditioning stint, he, he wasn't, he was rusty and wasn't like all the way, you know, back. And then to get into the NHL, uh, not that today was really like a real NHL game. And I don't think there was much of a chance he could have gotten hurt or um, wouldn't have been able to keep up with the pace because it's not like this was a real NHL game. But I get the idea of him coming back from injury. They don't want him in back to backs. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that was just gliding, Ryan. That wasn't – you can't even really call it skating. Not shocked they had no push or bite today. Just – should just sit – should just sit all the big guys 
uh, so they don't get hurt going into the offseason. I agree. It's exactly how I started the show, Brett. I don't get why Drew and Voracek and Couturier are playing. That's stupid. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why have Provorov in there? Clearly there was something hampering him, at least at the beginning of this season, from the injury he suffered in the playoffs last year. I, just sit these guys. Just sit them. What's the point? There's these games are completely meaningless. They mean nothing. And honestly, it's probably better to lose them. Like what, what is the, what is the point? Gotta say, I kind of mailed it in today as a fan really wasn't into it. Yeah. I mean, no one was, I wanted to take a nap during this entire game. I, I watched it out of pure necessity so I could come on here and talk to you all about it. But quite honestly, had I not watched the game, something tells me we wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't have hampered my ability to analyze what was just a uh, waste of time. Yeah, I know. Of course, they're not anywhere close to that intensity level. This game is over. Like, do you think Gordon will keep the coaching job? I don't. Um, No. And I think maybe that's uh, the silver lining of this falling apart at the very end um, of his tenure is that at least it doesn't create the idea that, oh, Gordon orchestrated this whole thing when really like every metric except final score, they've been worse and they've just been getting better goaltending because Carter Hart is better than a bunch of guys who were hurt, who were hurt or don't belong in the league, you know? So um, I I like Scott Gordon. If he wants to, to if they can get him a role like that role, uh, LaPerriere had before he came behind the bench as like head of player development or whatever the hell it was. I think he'd be great in that. Um, if they bring in a coach like Joel Quenville and Quenville wants him on his staff, that would be awesome. Uh, I don't want to hamper whoever the next coach is with assistants that aren't his own because that's this is why you hire a guy so he can bring in his own staff. These are all bench decisions. They should be up to the bench boss. I like Gordon, but I just don't think he's a particularly particularly effective NHL coach. Like, I don't think, uh, I, I think the guys like playing for him. I do think they gave him a really good effort uh, for a quite, uh, an impressive stretch of hockey. I mean, they were at a 769 points percentage for, from January 10 to March 11. Like that's, that's a hell of a run of hockey. Um, but I don't necessarily think it had a ton to do with Gordon specifically. I kind of just think, it's regression. Like they were never as bad as they played. They were always basically a bubble team. And this is how they got there. They had to go on that crazy stretch to get to what they really were. Um, not like the Phillies last year, I think, you know, they were probably about a 500 team. I think they finished 80 and 82. And it's like, okay, we were never the, in those last six weeks of the season when it doesn't feel like they won a game all right, they probably weren't that bad, but they also were never the 16, 17 games over 500 that they were before that, you know? Like, it's the, they're in that middle, and it's just, they went on a crazy road to get there. Uh, But, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine Scott Gordon keeps this job. Just looking at what the product has been over the last couple of, uh, like, the last two weeks, I guess, um, I'm not confident that Gordon will keep the job, no. Absolutely no urgency at all. Why would there be? It was a fake game. It's a meaningless game. Games don't matter at this point. Why would they do anything but play the Young Bucks and test the waters? Uh, You guys closed out the season great after an iffy start. 
try to be the de- try being a Devils fan. I mean, Devils have won cups. Uh, yeah, I, it was a terrible start. It was an absolutely garbage start. They threw away the first three months of the season, and they tried. They really tried to make it interesting at the end. Um, they fell two weeks short. Basically, they ran out of steam two weeks early, and that's just how it went. I have no idea why any of the veterans are playing. That's asinine to me. The only thing that can happen to them is bad. The only thing that can happen to Jake Voracek is bad. The only thing that can happen to Sean Couturier is bad. There's no reason for them to be in the lineup. Seven seasons with no playoff series wins. Maybe it is time to blow it up. Not overreacting. I mean, who from seven years ago is even on the team? Like, a couple of guys? Yeah, they've had no goalie for seven years. Of course they haven't won a playoff series. Like, they have a brand new blue line. What? One of these guys was on that Washington team in 2014 or like 2016. I guess Gudis was here too. Is it Gudis and Ghost are the only two from that blue line, right? Just want to see Columbus miss the playoffs. I just Columbus just bores me. Like I, I think it's hilarious that they went all in, and uh, I like teams that go for it. I appreciate teams that go for it, uh, but I think it would be funny if they go all in and don't get in. Thoughts on Pierre's comments that the next two drafts are phenomenally deep. Pierre also said Robert Haig is a good puck mover today. Pierre has no fucking idea what he's talking about. I could close my eyes and commentate about as well as Pierre. He just makes shit up. He knows some guy. He knows where players played in junior. That's it. That's his whole qualification. He knows what Drummondville is. That's why he's there. He has no, He has nothing to add to any broadcast. Am I the only one thinking shut Carter Hart down now? I, I like him getting the reps. I, I, there's learning for him to be done still. The veterans, I, I don't see a reason for them to play. They already know how to play in the NHL. Um, I think every learning experience possible is good for Carter Hart, so he is as prepared as humanly possible to start next season and start next season well because the last thing this thing can this team can take is another slow start. It just they can't they, they can't possibly let it happen again. This offseason is so incredibly important to going out and getting a star player in free agency, to going out making trades to add to the depth of this team, to create a good team. And it, it's Carter Hart's got to be the cornerstone. And I think every learning opportunity uh, will help him improve and be ready for next year. Bill, who you hate more, Rangers or Penguins? I mean, I, I don't really hate either of them all that much, honestly. Like, the Penguins win, but yeah, yeah, they won a bunch of lotteries. That's why they win. So, I get it. The Rangers haven't been relevant for most of my entire life. Like, they've been out of it. <laughs> they, they haven't. They're like the Maple Leafs. Like, I don't know. What, have you been on, like, one run my whole life? <laughs> they, neither of them. I don't, I, I hate Ottawa. Like, that's what I hate. Shit teams like that. I hate the Sabres. I don't, I, I guess I hate. The Rangers more because it's New York and they play in that stupid fucking train station. And, oh, it's the world's most famous arena. It's a wrestling venue, first of all. Uh, That's what it's famous for. And it's a train station. You're not special. You're the Rangers. You suck. That's the problem, Bill. When playing the Rangers, Pens, and Devils, you don't let up. You play to win. The old Flyers never would have done that against the Rangers. What old Flyers? The Flyers haven't won a cup in 40 fucking years. Like, what old Flyers? Yes, they would have. 
Yes, they would have. Like, oh, my God. Who cares? This game was meaningless. It was a preseason game. Why did you want them to win today? Who gives a shit? It's over. Did the Flyers run the table in the opposite direction the rest of the season? I hope so. Why not just lose out? Now, just improve your draft stock because there's nothing to gain from from winning. When there was a chance to make the playoffs, I was all about winning. And I really don't care about draft picks because I don't think any single teenager could fix the problems of this team. They need established NHL guys. They need to finish this thing. It is now about putting some finishing pieces on this thing, letting the young kids continue to develop and having the stars ahead of them. Um, I, I, I don't see, uh, I, I just don't care about some 19 year old. I, uh, yeah, cool. Four or five years from now, he'll, he might be an impact player for us, but that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about winning in the next four or five. Is there something wrong with ghost? You know, they, they never tell you, uh, they, the players never tell you, and then after the season, it's like, oh, he's had four surgeries. Like, I don't – the way he's played all year, it just hasn't looked the same. He just hasn't looked um, – not just the points totals or anything, but just watching him, he just doesn't seem as dangerous. And I got to believe there's something wrong. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what the issue is, but there is something um, – there's something wrong. And I am a believer in Shane Gostaspare. He's a good hockey player. He helps you win more games than lose. Um, he takes risks. He'll never be a defensive stalwart, but he creates plays that help you win hockey games. And I think he's going to bounce back. That's, but I, I do think there's something wrong. with. Him. I love it. Jake's a turnover machine. All right. Let's go to NHL.com and look at the leaders and turnovers. Just the draft talent drops significantly after about 10th overall. Of course, you are a draft expert, Rick Davis, so you know that. The Flyers blew a top 10 pick and missed the playoffs and screwed the Phantoms out of a playoff spot. Who cares about a Phantoms playoff spot? Oh, my God. Who cares? Jesus. How is this season anything positive? The young players are all struggling except Hart. Yeah, you want the young players to struggle. That's what the NHL is. Hard. That's why it takes a while to get here. I want the young players to come up and struggle so that they're ready to be better later. That's the whole point. They did that this year. So many positives out of all of the young guys this year, and you're worried about a Phantoms playoff spot. Oh, my God. Not just this game. They just snooze through games all year. Guys, for two months they played at a 769 points percentage. Like, I know that watching a boring game sucks, but it, this is incorrect. Yeah, they threw away the first three months of the season. Not arguing that, but they were on fire for two months. We're Minnesota Wild East. I don't really know how you came to that. I mean, like, I know you don't want to accept this because they never used the term, but Ron Hextall was rebuilding. That's why things were mediocre for so long. He thought you could do it without bottoming out. And it looks like he's probably right because of the cap space you have, because of the young players he got in. He got a little lucky with Nolan Patrick. That fills a spot there. But, like, they were rebuilding for these years. That's why they've been in this middle area. And they're going to be better because they're actually going to go out and spend money this offseason. They have it to spend finally. That's been one of the major issues is they haven't been able to afford good players because – they're paying Andrew McDonald $5 million a season and the freaking extending Luke Shen and shit like that. Like, just, oh, yes, let's go give Vinny LeCavalier a contract. You finally have cap space. 
Bill, over under 50% that Quenville is the Flyers' next head coach. I think the Flyers have uh, – I, I don't know, over under – I don't know. I, I think the Flyers are probably the favorite because it's a big market. They have all the money. Um, they have a veteran core, and they have some promising young players. Um, and it looks like, you know, a franchise goaltender. Um I think the Flyers are the favorites to get Joel Quenville. That seems to be the talk of every – it's not just Philadelphia. This is national perspective. It seems like everyone expects the Flyers to just throw big bags of money at Joel Quenville, as I believe they should. Um, But there's going to be a lot of teams interested in Joel Quenville. So I I, I think they're the favorite, but I think there's going to be a lot of competition. Think we can squeak into the top 10 in terms of draft position. I believe you can get to like 21st. Yeah, I think you can fall all the way down to like 21st. Steve Mason was a good goalie. It goes deeper than our goaltending. Steve Mason was okay for a little bit. He was fine. He was hurt for some of the Rangers series, so he didn't help you there, and you lose in seven. Um, yeah, He got torched in the Washington series, and Neuvert had to come in and save him. There's a lot more wrong with those teams, but they haven't had a good goalie. You can't win without a goalie who's NHL caliber. And except for a couple of like, oh, yes, yeah, Steve Mason for two good seasons. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Steve Mason, who's out of hockey. I really want to see the Canes go far in the postseason, just see how well they do. Uh, they have some entertaining players to watch. Can only imagine what they're – like in postseason, yeah, they have some good, fun young guys. Uh, I'm, I'm down with watching some Canes. Uh, our teams, I want to see. I just want to see Tampa and San Jose play a series for the uh, for the Stanley Cup final. Like I just need, I just really want to see those two teams play. But yeah, the Canes play a fun game. I talked about it um, yesterday, I guess. Uh, man, their pressure style is so much fun. In, in a sport that's all about time and space, they give you none of it. And uh, they just force turnovers, and Flyers were, weren't able to create anything at all. There was just no room out there. So uh, I like the way the Hurricanes play a lot, and uh, they're finally getting some bounces. I mean, they were the bad luck team for how many years, and they're finally just getting a couple bounces. They're not shooting at like 3% on the season or whatever, and uh, it's working out for them down there. Get rid of Lappy. He's gone. This is Fletcher's time to shine. You can turn this team around like Holmgren did in 2007. That's very much the blueprint. Um, and you're working with a little more internally in terms of, uh, in terms of veteran talent than you were. Uh, you don't even need to do as much as Holmgren did, but it's pretty much the blueprint there is you need that um, – you need that free agent piece, not just because of production, just for, for perception, man. You need something to get this fan base excited again. Like, uh, you just need more going on. Um, whether it's Panarin, whether it's Carlson, whatever you go out and get. But I, you also need to make a trade or two. Um, so many prospects, so many picks. These things aren't all going to work out. These guys, there's just not enough room. Like, there's just not enough room. Maxime Shushko is never going to play up here, you know? Uh, like, it's – oh, my God, something is stabbing me. Ugh. It, it's, it's time to move some pieces and get this thing going. And they have all the assets and all the money in the world to make it happen. That's, um, that's clear. So, it's – yeah, that, the Holmgren 07, that's the template. Can we just not talk about the game and let's rip Pierre? 
A dude sucks. That's all there is to it. How do we fill the Simmons gap? I, what's what's Wayne Simmons up to in Nashville? Got two goals there. How many goals does he have in Nashville? One. One goal and one assist in 14 games. They're, you're not really missing it. Wayne Simmons wasn't a contributor anymore. Wayne Simmons is pretty much, he's just not that good anymore. That's all there is to it. The game was probably not meaningless to the fans who paid to see them suck. They owe their fans more than that. That's hockey. Don't pay for tickets if you don't want to see them lose. I don't know what to tell you. Like, too bad. (laughs) The game was meaningless. That's, it was a meaningless hockey game. It had no meaning. There was no, there were no stakes. There were no stakes on the line. That makes it meaningless. Simmons coming back in July. Lots of rumors. I have no idea why. Like, to do what? Like, where's he going to play? What? We're supposed to be trying to make this team better. What the hell? How would Wayne Simmons make this team better? He's been all ever. Oh, everyone complains about the stagnation of this team. Let's get the band back together. Like they finally moved a core piece, like everyone wants, and now you want them back. Uh, the dude isn't good anymore. He's got two points in fourteen games in Nashville. He serves no role. There's no reason to have Wayne Simmons on this team. Go get better players. Better players. Uh, Gorgiev was fine today, but the Flyers had. Uh, they didn't do anything to test him. Like how many shot? Like how many dangerous opportunities did they have today? Two. Bill, when did Peter Forsberg become a granddad? He looked old as fuck. Yo, did you see the the glasses and ev- Oh my god, hilarious! I that was so damn funny. Stop with the seven sixty nine points percentage. They had a phenom goalie bailing their unskilled asses out while giving up forty shots a game. Yeah, if, if you only look at shot totals, but I would say watch the games. Like, they were creating more high-danger plays because they were free knowing they had a good goalie behind them. Listen, I know what happened. I said it a bunch of times. Scott Gordon shouldn't keep the job because this has been all Carter Hart. I said these things. You must have heard them because you're taking, like, parts of the sentence I spoke and then saying, but this thing over here that I also said. Like, it doesn't... They still won those games. Like, if they won the cup, giving up 40 shots a night, would you be like, oh, wow, their fucking Corsi wasn't very good. <laughs> like, if you think judging uh, Nolan Patrick by, like, what he is now, like, oh, yeah, he's never going to be better than he is now. <laughs> yep, he sucks. Like, dude, relax. Nolan Patrick is going to be a very good player for this team. If you don't see it, watch closer. I, I don't know what to tell you. Time to use the salary cap space to go get Panarin. Just get it done like the Phillies did with Harper. The difference being there is no salary cap, and there's also a limit on contract length. There's no limit on contract length in baseball, and there's no salary cap in baseball. Like, Bryce Harper took 30 this year and 22 to 26 for the next 12 years. Like, average annual value... Bryce Harper's making what Ryan Howard signed a contract to make in 2010. Like, it's a totally different financial system. I agree they need to go get somebody. Um, They absolutely need to improve this team and get more dynamic players. But just to go out and spend like crazy on one guy, it's not going to work because you have too many other holes. You are grumpy, Bill. Everyone has opinions. Why rip everyone's opinions? Well, this is what I'm here to do. Give my opinion on your opinion. If I think your opinion is stupid, that it's my job to say that. That's I'm a commenter. That's what I do. 
A good leader can motivate an average team. Imagine what one can do to this team. Oh, my God. No. No, that's not true. Good, good teams win. That's it. You want to see who's the best captain? John Taves. You know why he's the best captain? You know why? Because he had Patrick Kane, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, and Corey Crawford in their prime. That's what makes him a great captain. Oh, and a guy named Marion Hosa, too, and a whole list of other good players. That's what made him a good captain. Like, that's, that's all there is to it. Get good players, and I'll show you a great captain. No one complained about Mike, Mike Richards as captain in 2010. And then in 2011, when everyone hated each other and they blew it in the final month of the season, oh, he's the worst leader. No one loves him. Like, no one liked him to begin with, but no one gave a shit because it was a bunch of good players playing well. Then when all those good players got hurt, it was, oh, Mike Richards is a bad captain. It's, that's just all there is to it. Where's the draft party going to be? We will figure out draft party stuff once the season is officially over. Uh, after game 82 is when we start planning all that. Um, far as I know, there's going to be a draft party. As, as I said it yesterday, there's going to be off-season stuff. We're going to continue to do all that stuff. I'm looking forward to the draft party. It's always one of our most fun events of the year, uh, but I don't have any specifics on it yet. As soon as I know, you will know. That's, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not always in charge of that kind of stuff. So uh, a lot of times I'm just told where to be. So as soon as I know, you, you'll you probably know before me, honestly, where, when and where the, well, I mean, when it'll be the day of the draft, obviously, but uh, where I don't, I don't know. Bill, what the hell do you do to shake this defense up? Is it the coaching style or the players? I do think, uh, a new coach will help them, but I think it's just letting letting them grow. That's what this is what a young defense looks like. When we all said, "I'd rather lose with the kids than win with fucking Luke Shen," like this is what we were talking about. It, it, a young defense is going to make a ton of mistakes, and that's what we're seeing. The whole point of playing them is so that they get these mistakes out of the way. That's why I called the treatment of Travis Sanheim last year a travesty. Um, because why not let him do all the screwing up last year? So this year he was ready to go. And this year he did play, uh, he did round into form and finally really start to get going. But I, I just feel like he basically missed out on a year of development. Listen to lose for Hughes for months and how everyone is pissed that they lost a completely meaningless game. <laughs> I'm face palming so hard right now. I'm just like, I, if today is the, the like your last straw that made you pissed, like why? It's over. This was a useless this was just a game they had to play because it was on the schedule. There's no other reason. I think Haig is traded this offseason. I would I, – I, I like Haig as – if they want to use him as a seven, that's fine. Like, he'd be a fine seven. I just – man, I just don't see a ton of upside there. He just – he, do, he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't do it for me at all. If they trade him, that's fine with me. Gordon should be named coach of the Flyers. Why? Why? I, he, like, this team has been inconsistent and gone on crazy runs before. Like, they've done this under multiple coaches. Uh, he was just – his name was not Dave Haxtell. To me. And I'm not underplaying that. Being not Dave Haxtell is good. This team needed not Dave Haxtell. But I want a guy with a proven track record. That's it. I want someone who's done it, bef who's done it before. If Quenville does become the coach, I think it could increase the chances to get Panarin. They apparently have a great relationship, and uh, Q give him the Q gave him the Breadman nickname. Oh, it's such a dumb nickname, but uh, yeah, that's I'm fine with that. That would be great. Uh, I want both of those guys, so that would be uh, that would be awesome. Um, 
Yeah, he had success, obviously, in Chicago, and they had to move him for cap reasons or something ridiculous. Um, that's what happens when you build a dynasty. Some guys got to go. Um, I, yeah, if if that's the way it works out, I, I'm very much down with both Quenville and, uh, and Panarin. Did Pierre seriously call Haig a good puck handler? Yeah, he said like a uh, like a solid puck mover. I think was his uh, was his quote. <laughs> Panarin, my number one choice if he doesn't come here. Skinner or Duchesne. Like uh, when I look at the what the Flyers need, my number one priority is center. However, I think Panarin is good to the point that it supersedes the needs list and goes to the like. Yeah, this is just we just need a great player. Um. I like Skinner a lot, and if they got Skinner, I would not be disappointed or anything. Um, I just feel like we have enough goal-scoring wingers. I like Duchesne. Again, if Duchesne wants to get paid like a second-line center, I would gladly bring him in as a second-line center. However, I just feel like someone's going to pay him like a 1C, and Ah, I don't see the value there. Even with the cap space, I'd rather get two guys – to fill two roles rather than overpay Duchesne. I'm okay with paying overpaying Panarin to a certain point. I'm not going to go wild for Panarin, but I obviously that's what free agents about. You get overpaid. That's why players unions fight for so hard for free agency. Um, yeah, not Duchesne in terms of the overpay, but Panarin, I can see it. He, he's going to get 10. He's going to get 10. I'd give him 10, I think. Scroll back down here. The need is Kevin Hayes can play wing and center and great penalty killer. I like Kevin Hayes a lot. Uh, Yeah, Kevin Hayes definitely on the wish list. Um, I'd be very much interested in Kevin Hayes. But they also need to fill some other holes uh, as well. Chuck is going to draft one of the top wingers in the draft with our pick, right? I I. Take best player available no matter what. That's what you do. Take the best player available. They have so many pieces, like an 18-year-old at pick 11 or wherever the hell they're going to be. I, I'm not counting on them at any point in the near future. That's like I, I'm done worrying about draft picks. I, you know, once the season ends, I'll get into my draft research, start watching some stuff, start reading some stuff. But I, it's not about five, ten years from now for me anymore. That was – that was 2014. Um, it's now, let's go win now after this season. Everyone wanted Couturier gone after his first two years and said he sucked. Now he's the Flyers' best player. Yes, for everyone out there who's like, oh, yeah, well, fucking Nolan Patrick's a bust. Like, you're wrong. He's going to he, – he might never be a franchise 1C. I don't think that was ever – I don't think that was ever promised. But having a really good second center is like what you need to win – And that's what I think he's going to be. I want to go out and get someone to play that role now so that if it takes him longer than uh, longer than we're willing to wait for, he can slot in as that three C and take advantage of his matchups there. And we still have that good center depth, but judging him by what he is now, it's, Oh yeah, well, he's never going to be any better than this. Like, all right. If that's how you watch hockey, I, I don't know. Bill, if they signed Panarin and Kevin Hayes, how would you set the lineup? Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good question. Um, Let's think here. I need to write it. I don't have any paper here, do I? Let's think. All right, so they'd have Panarin and Hayes. All right. Uh, 
Jeez. I'm sorry that this is just dead air. Um, Uh, let's see here. I probably, I like G, G, Coots, TK, Panarin, Patrick Voracek, JVR, Hayes, and then, uh, find another, find another third line winger. Uh, unless, you know, one of these kids jumps up and makes the team really, because I want Raffle Lawton. Uh, since Raffle's coming back, uh, he's probably your best option for a fourth line. A Raffle Lawton Hartman fourth line is where I would go with that, probably. All right, guys, let me scroll down here. Okay, guys, yeah, we're just going to call it there. Uh, that's it for post game today. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching. I'm going to continue to be with you through the end of the season. Uh, hopefully, the Flyers at least play a little bit more of an entertaining game, a little bit more of entertaining games than they did today, because my. God was today boring, uh, but that's what you get when uh, you throw away the first three months of the season. The end of your season probably isn't going to be all that fun. That's it for me today. Have a great week, everybody, and go Phils.